0: Oh, ain't God good? Amen. He is so good. He's good. He's good. Come on, how good is he? How good has he been to you? Praise God. Have you praised him adequately today? Amen. David said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And all that is within me. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to bless his holy name. Praise God. How many know that he's great and greatly to be praised? How great has he been to you? Come on. Has he healed your body? Has he redeemed your soul? Oh, yes. Has he healed your wounded spirit? He's worthy today to be praised. And given honor and glory today, praise God, Amen. It's good to be back home again. Seems to me there's an old song that 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 uh, that goes to. I had uh, people actually welcoming welcoming me to Praise Temple Apostolic Church this morning, and uh, I uh, I get it. I'm I'm glad to be back home today, Amen. There's no place like home, and uh, I uh, we have. You all know Sister Cook and I have been all over the world and down in Olive Branch, Mississippi there and ministering and then board meetings this past week and then Wednesday evening at Maryville, and finally made our way back in on Friday. Praise God. But I want to say this, that there's, there's no place like home. There's just no place like home. And I want you to know that I can go anywhere and I can worship the Lord. I can go anywhere and feel the presence of God. Amen. Because we are the church. Amen. How many know that the church is not padded pews and carpet and it's not chandeliers and it's not necessarily a pulpit. The church is the ecclesia. It's the body of Christ. Amen. And wherever you find the body of Christ gathered together, amen, you're going to find the presence of the Lord there today. Praise God. We greet everybody today in the lovely name of Jesus. We are so grateful, amen, to have our guests with us today. We give you honor and we are glad that you're in the house of the Lord today. Why don't we give them a hand clap again? Praise God, all of our guests. Praise the Lord. Amen. We, uh, we are blessed today, uh, not only that we're in the house of the Lord and that we've gathered together, amen, but we have a, a great man of God that I am so pleased and we are so privileged today to have him with us. and. And I wanted to take just a minute with us. I can't think of a time that I did not know Brother St. Clair. It seems like we, the cooks, have known the St. Clairs all of our lives. And and, uh, we were down in a church service the other day, and Brother Luke, I said the other day, it's been a while back, Brother Luke came and he said, the first message I ever preached, he said, I preached, he said, at a Gathering of the Eagles power conference back many years ago. Amen. Brother St. Clair is the bishop of First Pentecostal Church, I believe, of Anderson? Amen. Of Anderson, Indiana. Amen. He was 10 years uh, the superintendent of the Indiana district, and he served for several years as the northern region superintendent of the assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And let me tell you something today. He can preach. I said he can preach. Amen. And we want him to make his way to this pulpit. I give him honor. Amen. Why don't we give him a, a Praise Temple Apostolic Church greeting today in the name of the Lord as he comes and ministers behind this pulpit.
1: Oh, magnify the Lord with me. He's great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord with you, worship God with you. And uh, I was thinking about our relationship with the Cook family for many, many years. Uh, I followed Brother Hank Cook's burden around the country, reaching power conferences, being a part of it. Powerful move of God. That was back when the fivefold ministry and the gifts of the Spirit they weren't so cool then. Brother Cook was had a burden to revive that and did. He's seen a great move of God. I give honor today to your pastor. He's doing a wonderful job here in Madisonville to lead this church to revival. And uh, we love he and his wife and appreciate them. And to Mama Cook, you never change. I need some of that, some of that fountain of youth that you've got. Hey, Amen. I'm gonna come over there and drink some of the water out of your house or something. <laughs> Wonderful to see you. Now I'm gonna tell you a little bit. I realize not everybody's here, but I can't, I can't have. I can't do anything about that. I just know what the Lord spoke to me. I was up five different times during the night. The Lord was dealing with my spirit and my mind and my heart. And I need to tell you something. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not a preacher that's just running up and down the road looking for someplace to land to preach. I got a bishop's seat on the platform at my home church my son is my pastor, one of the greatest preachers in Pentecost. I don't need to go anywhere. But God has put something in my spirit that I can still reach and touch and help congregations and pastors and ministry. And I want to tell you that um, I didn't sit at dinner last night and discuss this church and the families in this church with your pastor. And so if I say something in my ministering today that hits where you are, you ought to just throw your hands up and thank God that he cared enough about you today to reach down to where you are and minister to you at the point of your need. I've got to tell you what the Lord spoke to me today in the night sometime, and then I'll read scripture and we'll preach a little bit, but I can't. I can't let this go for some reason. The Lord spoke to me early in the morning to say, there's been a spirit of intimidation that has been loosed in this church. The spirit of intimidation that has sired fear. And it is a spirit that is akin to The spirit of Jezebel, though not given particularly to the female species, but it has been unleashed in its attempt to try to defy the power and anointing of the ministry. It's tried to cut off the head of the prophet. And God says, today you have been revealed, and you will not prevail. This is not to incite a spirit of suspicion, but know that God knows today, and you will be brought down. My spirit will rise in the midst of this people like never before. There shall be a release of anointing upon the ministry like never before. And when my man that I have placed here rises to speak a word of faith, it shall be done according to his word, saith the Lord. Ha, Come on, lift your hands to the Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Satan, your kingdom's coming down, This church shall move forward in the mightiest harvest that it has ever seen. There shall be a great move of the Spirit. Miracle signs and wonders shall be released following confirming the word there shall be fresh anointing and strength that flows in this place in Jesus name. Come on, praise him right now. Would you lift your voice to him? Hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus, let there be release in this place. Hayaramos satarabaha. In Jesus' name. Ah, Come on, let's just keep praising him. I feel the Holy Ghost breaking in right here. Oh, come on, there's about to be a liberty in this place that you haven't felt in some time because God's lifting some things out of here. He's removing some things out of here and there's gonna be a liberty in the spirit. Come on! You're going to feel a boldness in the Holy Ghost to allow God to use you in this hour. Ah,
2: ha, ha.
1: Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. You shall not prevail.
2: Oh God!
1: Hallelujah! 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 Come on, take somebody's hand next to you right now and hold it up in the air and declare victory. Come on, declare victory in the name of Jesus. Woo! Ha, ha, ha. Jesus name. Jesus name. Woo! Ha, hallelujah. Feel something here right now. Something's going to happen in a mighty way today. Jesus' name. In your Bibles, the book of Acts, chapter 28. Verse 3, one verse of Scripture this morning. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks laid them on the fire. There came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. I'm going to preach to you this morning for a little bit. The snakes are coming out of the fire. I said the snakes are coming out of the fire. Would you put your Bibles down, lift those hands to the Lord that have held his word and ask God to prepare the soil to receive the seed of his word today. Come on, there's nothing wrong with the seed. It just depends on what kind of soil it falls on this morning. Come on, in the name of Jesus. yay, God, right now, let it fall on us. Let it fall on us, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. You may be seated today. There's a word jumping in my spirit today. It's just one word. Fire. If someone were to run into this house right now and yell, fire, you wouldn't be sitting there like that. the whole atmosphere would change.
0: Yes.
1: Hearts would race. Eyes would open wide. Nobody would just sit there. We'd all be looking for the exits. Wondering where the fire's at. Somebody would run and get the extinguisher. There's always somebody that wants to put out the fire. Come on now. But I want to tell you today, I know that sounds a little graphic, but it's a fact. And every bit of that would be natural and understandable because your life could be in danger. But I want to preach to you today. I want to preach to you today about a fire that we cannot run from. And we're not looking for a fire extinguisher. And we're not looking for exit signs unless it's the rapture. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about a fire that we need to be crying out for. I'm talking about the fire of God. I'm talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost. John said, There's one coming after me is mightier than me. And when he has come, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Let me tell you where we are today. What we're seeing in this text is a power confrontation. The power of hell versus the power of God or hell versus heaven or hell's fire versus heaven's fire. I am compelled this morning to tell you that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ must catch fire. Please hear this preacher today. There is an unholy, satanic, demonic fire that is being unleashed in the earth today. Hear me, church family. And a sleepy, sloppy, passive, half hearted, slumbering, half baked church and church members aren't qualified to deal with it. It's going to take a Holy Ghost fire baptized intimidated that refuses to be pushed around that when we get out of the car and walk through the doors of the church we're determined we're going to have a move of God where the fire falls from heaven and consumes everything in its path. Hear me today. Hell is on fire. The devil sending his fire Against the church. In other words, the snakes are coming out of the woodpile. They're coming out of hiding. You know, we live in a world that what used to be stealth and hidden, the agenda has always been there. But it used to be hidden. It wasn't in the open. But you see, the devil's been emboldened because he hadn't found a fire. Greater than his. Uh, You got to help me today. I said he's been emboldened and he's making his way through the world and making his way through the church. Come on, somebody. But I'm going to tell you before we're through here today, I hope somebody makes up your mind that you're no longer going to be intimidated by the things that hell is trying to present. I'm telling you today, he's sending everything he's got. But listen to me, a bunch of wet blankets won't put it out. You heard the old saying, you've got to fight fire with fire. It's true. There's nothing less than the fire of God that can put out hell's fire. You want your sons and daughters to be saved? You're going to have to have enough Holy Ghost fire to put out the hell fire in their life. Come on, somebody. You want the backslider to come home? You want the alcoholic to be delivered? You want the drug addict to be saved? You know what it's going to take? Not more church. It's going to take more fire. Come on, I said it's going to take a greater fire than what hell's putting out. I believe we've got it. It's in all of us. We've just got to fan the flames and unleash it to flow out of us. Come on, it'll take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. But when the snake comes out of the fire, we need to do what Paul did. He just shook it off, put it back where it belonged, and let it know would not be intimidated. He would not live in fear. In fact, those around him would see the miraculous hand of God because when they were waiting for him to die, God raised him up to birth the revival. I want somebody to hear me today. Say, well, Bishop, it's is it really that bad? It's really that bad. And any pastor, any leader, any shepherd that doesn't sound the fire alarm to his or her sheep who listen to the failing of their calling if they're not doing that is inviting disaster. You ought to thank God every time you gather in the house of God that you've got a man of God that's without fear or favor of men will stand in the pulpit and declare thus saith the word of God. This is a, this is a, I, 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 I hate this time of year. Halloween time. In our city where I live, We have two stores right now that have just recently opened up. They're witchcraft stores. Seances. and All kinds of books dealing with witchcraft. 30 minutes from where I live is the International Spiritualist Camp. It's where they teach people how to talk to the dead. It's for real. They come from all over the world there. It's been there. They just inducted it in our area to the historic... Uh, county spots in our area. It's a real deal. But I'm going to tell you something. You better know and understand that it's not something that's just uh, hearsay. It's not something that just can be thrown off lightly when witches are banding together and calling for the country to join them and casting spells and hexes and curses against the president, against the Supreme Court. We have a problem and it's not just a disagreement of political parties, it's spiritual warfare. I'm calling this great church the spiritual warfare this morning. The snakes are coming out of the wood pile and somebody's got to rise up and say, no, you've gone as far as you can go. We're about to release. Come on. Like never before, it's time to pray until the fire falls on us. Now I lay me down to sleep prayers. Won't work here. If the church would have prayed those kind of wimpy, sleepy prayers for Peter, he would have died. But the church went into deep spiritual warfare. They went into heaven shaking, hell breaking, unceasing prayer. And God sent an angel who delivered Peter. At the same fate, from the same fate that James suffered. Watch it now. James died because the church was asleep. I don't understand, Pastor, why my children aren't coming to church. I don't understand why my children aren't saved. I, I don't understand why my friends and family aren't coming to God. I want to tell you what you need You need to go down on your knees in spiritual warfare. Come on now. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's time for the church to understand. Look, you listen to me right now. This is not playtime anymore hell has turned up the fire hell has turned up its plan it's doing everything it can to destroy everyone that it can and if anything is going to happen it's going to be because we the church of the living god rise up and say it's enough we're not going to farther and we're going to pray till the Holy Ghost fire falls in us and falls on us and falls around us and God unleashes his fury upon sin and upon hell and pulls down every stronghold and removes every obstacle and they're coming to the house of the Lord when we do that it's time for the church to wake up. There's no time for the church to rest on her laurels. What a beautiful place you have to worship here. What a beautiful campus you have. God has blessed you in the leadership of this church. But you can't be satisfied with this. I want you to just think about this. Every empty seat in this building represents a lost soul. Let me just say it again. Every empty seat in this church represents a lost soul. Oh, Bishop, it's not realistic for this church to be filled to overflowing. Oh, really? Well, I read in the word of God when the fire fell, when the Holy Ghost and fire fell, 3,000 at one sitting were saved and 5,000 at another time was saved. Don't tell me the fire can't make a difference. Uh, what's the problem is is that we've been intimidated because the snakes jumped out of the fire the snakes jumped out of the wood pile we said oh no let's not rock the boat here let's just have good church uh, we got a good congregation We got a good building. We got a good campus. Let's just be happy. But I hear the spirit of the Lord calling this church to say, rise up. You need fresh fire to fall on Madisonville, Kentucky. And you have the ability to call it down. You just got to get on your knees before God and pray until it happens. Listen, I'm not the pastor of this church. I'm thankful I'm not the pastor of any church. I did that. I, I've been there and done that. I, I told your pastor yesterday, I don't envy any pastor today. But, but I, I do want you to know something. I want you to realize today that God is looking for a people that are hungry for his fire. And if you'll get hungry for his fire. I, I, I told I told a group, some of you were there Friday night, but I, the Lord spoke to me sometime ago when we were in the middle of what they called a pandemic. And, and it looked like churches were rolling up the, the carpets and closing the doors and, The enemy was whispering, I've got her on the brink of destruction. And God spoke to me when I was praying just as clear as a bell and said, you tell my people everywhere you go, they're not on the brink of destruction, but they're on the brink of distinction. I'm about to raise up a mighty apostolic church. Uh, Come on now. They're gonna come from all over this area because they've heard about Praise Temple, blinded eyes being open and deaf ears to hear and the crippled to walk and demons cast out. Come on, somebody. They're going to, you're going to be a distinct church in this community because God's going to use you as the fire falls. He's going to raise up a mighty people baptized in his fire and great supernatural things are about to happen in this place. We should lift your hands and believe that with me right now. I don't, this morning I don't speak about the Holy Ghost because I think it'd be neat for you to speak in tongues. I speak about being baptized with the Holy Ghost in fire because hell is being unleashed against the church and the world. And the only thing that can qualify you and equip you and empower you is the power of the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, the Bible said, our God is a, preach that. Our God is a consuming fire. John said, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and Who does he baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire? Those who have been baptized in his blood. Come on, you still believe that? You still believe in repenting? Being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, covered by his blood? Then the Bible said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, well, that was for then. No, he said, for the promise is unto you, to your children, and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now let me let you in on a little something here. Holy Ghost baptism is not just speaking in tongues. He said, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Holy Ghost baptism is fire. Baptism. You cannot separate the fire from the Holy Ghost. Fire. Somebody shout fire. Fire has always been a symbol of the Lord's presence among his people. I prayed for years, Pastor. We don't have it now. They took it down, but we used to have a little steeple up on top of our old building, but I prayed for years. God, would you just set a flame over the top of that steeple? Say, well, that, that can't happen, preacher. You're crazy. Really? Really? Wait just a minute. I think I recall reading a little story about a nation called Israel. You ever heard of them? I think I recall in their deliverance that God led them With a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. It, was, it wasn't something that was imagined, uh, uh, imagined. It was a literal fire that followed them and led them everywhere that they went. You say, well, how could that happen? I'm going to tell you, we need that today. You know what I would like to see for praise, Temple, that when Madisonville drives by here, somewhere there's a flame just hanging out to, over the top of the building. You want to see folks run to see what's happening? It can happen. I said it can happen. The Bible said he appeared to Moses in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And the bush wasn't consumed. When God came down to speak to his people, the Bible said Mount Zion was altogether a smoke because the Lord descended in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. Exodus 24 and 17 said, And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on top of Mount Zion in the sight of the people. When Ezekiel saw the glory of the Lord, here's how he described it. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. And I saw as the collar of amber as the appearance of fire round about within it. From the appearance of his loins even upward and from the appearance of his loins even downward. I saw as it were the appearance of fire and it had brightness round about. When Elijah left, he left in a chariot of fire and horses of fire. And the fire upon the altar, Leviticus 6 and 12 said, shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall be ever burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Fire is heaven's witness that we are God's property. Fire is heaven's witness that God is in our midst. Fire is a purifier. Fire illuminates. Fire brings hidden things to light. Fire empowers. Watch this now. He's standing in the middle of false prophets. Scripture said that he met them there at Mount Carmel. Now listen to me right here because this is where we are. Even in the church. There was a confrontation between religion and relationship. between a form of godliness and the power of godliness. Between the works of men and the works of God. Such was the confrontation that there could only be one deciding factor. The God that answereth by fire, yes, sir. Come on. let him be God. So he finishes rebuilding the altar, preparing the sacrifice, setting the wood in order, pouring water over the offering. He knew that he had done all he could do on earth. He knew that it was still insufficient and weak and powerless to change the hearts of the people. If heaven didn't bear witness and testify with fire, he would probably be killed and Israel would be more vile than ever. Then the fire of the Lord... Fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Ladies and gentlemen, fire is the answer to our prayers. I see a lot of gray heads in here. I'm not being critical of that. We need you now more than we've ever needed you. Don't you let the devil lie to you and tell you that you're not important. Don't you let the devil tell you that you can't. You don't have input in the kingdom. I'm telling you that we need you now more than we've ever needed you. But I want to tell you something. There's some of you in here that remember the days that when trouble arose or when circumstances arose... That required the move of God. You didn't go to a psychiatrist. You didn't go to a psychologist. You went to prayer. You found some place and travailed and interceded before God yeah. until God moved. Listen, we've made church so convenient. We put it online and folks can lay on, in their jammies at home on the couch and have church. Yeah come on we made it so convenient let me tell you what we've done it's what Jesus dealt with in his day he showed up at the temple and when he showed up there there were people that were selling sacrifices uh, there were people that came that were supposed to be bringing sacrifices they were supposed to have fed them and raised them and brought them up and kept them healthy but instead they wanted convenience so they just made their way and bought their sacrifice it made Jesus so mad he started kicking over tables and running them out of the temple. Listen to me, you can't buy your sacrifice. You gotta give your sacrifice. Our God is a consuming fire. He's not looking for your head. He's not looking for your heart. The Bible said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Fire is heaven's witness to an acceptable sacrifice. Anytime God finds an acceptable sacrifice, he testifies and responds to it. And answers from heaven by fire. First Chronicles 21 and 26. David built there an altar unto the Lord. And offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. Called upon the Lord. And he answered him from heaven by fire. Upon the altar of burnt offering. 2 Chronicles 7 and 1, now Solomon had made an end of praying. The fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. I'm about done here, but listen to me right here. The fire of God will burn out of you everything that's not like God. The fire of God will burn out drug addiction and anger and lust and fear and unforgiveness and hate and prejudice and pride. Here's the issue today. Here's the issue. There are too many people who want to know God just as a blesser. But God is not just a blesser. He's a possessor. God wants to possess you. He wants to fill you and flow through you. He wants to make you a channel of his power. I'm going to close with this today, but listen to me. That old priest, he had the obligation of Making that sacrifice every day. When they went into the temple, there were two flesh hooks. You can read it in your Bible. One of them was solid gold, and the other one was just gold plated per se. There were two of them, and the priest, before they went in to make the sacrifice, they would take that one flesh hook and they would dip into the places where the sacrifices had been brought. They would pull the meat out of that place and that would be their sustenance for the day. But then there was another flesh hook. Somewhere in the tabernacle up there is a priest that is strategically placed, but down here, the first place that you went, there was the altar of sacrifice. And there, by that altar of sacrifice, there was a flesh hook. And that flesh hook was very important because when they put the sacrifice over the grate of that sacrificial altar, by nature, when the heat got hot that sacrifice would begin to work its way to the edge of the altar. But that priest up there walking, watching and waiting, he was waiting to be sure that the sacrifice would be consumed. And so that old priest down there by the altar would take the flesh hook He would pull the sacrifice back over the top of the altar so that it would be in the middle of the fire, so that it would be consumed. And when that priest up there seen and watched the last ashes fall through the grate of that sacrificial altar, he would cry, It is finished! God sent me here on this Sunday morning to pull somebody back in the middle of the altar. He sent me here to tell you he needs to consume you. But he can't consume you if you're out on the fringes somewhere, out on the edges. He needs you to climb back up on the altar today and get in the midst of the fire and let the fire consume you. Come on, I need you to stand with me today. God's wanting to consume you today. He wants to set you on fire. The Bible said, Samson went and caught 300 foxes. Listen to me right here. And took firebrands. Turned the tail to tail. Put a firebrand in the midst between the two tails. When he set the brands on fire, he let them go in the standing corn of the Philistines and burn up both the shocks and the standing corn. That's not what I want to get to you. This is what I want to get to you. The firebrand, the definition of a firebrand is a piece of wood or material that's burning hot because it's just been taken out of the fire. In other words, it's a piece of material that's carrying some of the fire that it's been in. The second definition of a firebrand is a person who causes unrest or is very energetic. In other words, a firebrand is a person who is on fire and can stir others and can ignite others. Praise temple. When the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost, he came as a rushing mighty wind in tongues of fire. I'm here on this Sunday morning to call you back to that day every child of God everybody that wants a move of God you're going to be in this altar this morning you're going to be in this altar this morning amen you say well that's kind of demanding preacher no I'm not demanding anything I'm telling you if you want a move of God if you truly want God to save your family if you truly want God to send revival to this place you're going to have to understand God knew that the church without power was no match for the devil. And the snakes are coming out of the fire and we got to match it with fire. And not just any fire, we got to match it with the Holy Ghost fire. Come on now. Yeah, I'm I'm calling right now. I'm calling right now for every child of God that wants a move of God, that wants God to use you in this last day to come and say, God, consume me. Consume me. I'm crawling back on the altar today. Let the fire of your spirit fall on me. Come on, that's it. We need prayer warriors. We need saints of God that'll let the fire fall on you again. In the name of Jesus, come on, let it fall. I want you to pray until the Holy Ghost comes out. I want you to pray until the Holy Ghost comes forth. Come on, let it be tongues of fire. Tongues of fire. The snakes are not going to prevail. Come on, throw every spirit of intimidation and fear and doubt and unbelief back into the fire and release fresh faith in God today. In Jesus' name.